السلام عليك زين الأنبياء السلام عليكم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين وأفضل الصلاة وأتم التسليم على سيد الأولين والآخرين سيدنا وحبيبنا وشفيعنا محمد صلى الله عليه وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم اللهم نوينا التعلم والتعليم والتذكر والتذكير والنفع والانتفاع والإفادة والاستفادة والحث على التمسك بكتاب الله وسنة رسوله والدعاء إلى الهدى والدلالة على الخير ابتغاء وجه الله ومرضاته وقربه وثوابه سبحانه وتعالى رب اشرح لي صدري ويسر لي أمري وحل العقدة من لساني يفقه قولي uh, welcome everyone to the next lesson in our class Remedy for the Hearts, Tiryaq Al-Qulub, Seeking Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala's Forgiveness, where we are studying this book by Al-Habib Ahmed bin Zayn Al-Habashi, uh, one of the great Imams of uh, Ahl al-Bayt and one of the great Imams of the Hadramaut Valley and one of the students of Imam Abdullah ibn Alawi al-Haddad radiyallahu anhum ajma'een wa nafa'ana Allahu bihim fiddarayn So we've been looking uh, in the last uh, couple of lessons at some of the various knowledges that are contained within Sayyidul Istighfar Sayyidul Istighfar being the preeminent formula or way or supplication for seeking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's forgiveness. And the dua of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is as follows. Allahumma anta rabbi la ilaha illa ant. O oh Allah, you are my Lord and there is no God except you. Khalaqtani wa ana abduk. You created me and I am your servant. وَأَنَا عَلَىٰ عَهْدِكَ وَوَعْدِكَ مَسْتَطَعْتَ And I am attempting to uphold your covenant and your promise as best as I can. أَعُوذُ بِكَ مِنْ شَرِّ مَا صَنَعْتَ I seek refuge in you from the evil that I have done. أَبُوءُ لَكَ بِنِعْمَتِكَ عَلَيَّ وَأَبُوءُ بِذَنْبِ I acknowledge your blessing upon me. And I acknowledge my sin. فَغْفِرْلِي So forgive me. فَإِنَّهُ لَا يَغْفِرُ الذُّنُوبَ إِلَّا أَنْتِ For no one can forgive sins except you. And inshallah I pray and hope and this is really the goal that we have to walk away from these lessons with is that when we say this dua, when we uh, speak this invocation and, and supplication when we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for forgiveness in this way that it's bringing our hearts to life that we are experiencing its meanings that we are tasting the sweetness and understanding the depth and the profundity of this dua when we are now engaging and saying Allahumma anta rabbi oh Allah you are my Lord that we are feeling this nearness to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We are aware of Allah's mercy towards us, how He has uh, nurtured us and sustained us throughout our lives. La ilaha illa ant. There is no God but you, and we are experiencing Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's oneness, Allah's lordship, Allah's transcendence over everything, that there is nothing like him, that he is the possessor of the attributes of majesty and beauty and perfection, subhanahu wa ta'ala. Uh, and the whatever comes after of the dua that we are experiencing those things. You created me. You fashioned me with your power and your will and your knowledge you gave me this particular form. You gave me my two parents. You brought me into this world, and so forth. And asking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's forgiveness and acknowledging His blessings and favors and acknowledging our own shortcomings and all of the various knowledges that come from that, that we are connected to the state of our own hearts that we realize the, that the nafs brings us down and that we need to return to Allah, 
that we understand that by seeking nearness to Allah and remembering Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and engaging in acts of remembrance, that that nourishes our soul and that this helps us ascend in the degrees of Islam, Iman, and Ihsan, leading to the highest degrees of spiritual excellence and so forth. So what we'll focus on today are uh, meanings from a knowledge that is taken from Abu Ulaka Alayya. I acknowledge your blessing upon me and uh, all of the doors that this opens up of gratitude, of thankfulness to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, which is one of the greatest virtues in drawing closer to Him because thankfulness and gratitude leads to love. And when a person reaches the maqam, the station of love, as Imam al-Ghazali says, that all of the stations of certitude that lead up to love are actually precursors to the maqam of love. They are just essentially leading to the station of loving Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and more importantly, receiving love from Allah tabaraka wa ta'ala. Then Imam al-Ghazali says, and every station that comes after the maqam of love, every virtue that is attained after uh, one is firmly established in the station of love is one of love's fruits. So in other words, love is the axis around which all of the stations of certitude, of repentance, of patience, of trusting in Allah, of gratitude, leading up to love, and then after love, contentment, and intimacy, and longing, and so forth, what comes after love, that really all of the maqamat before love are leading to that point, and all of the maqamat after love are fruits of uh, that station. So gratitude is really one of the, the most powerful means to increasing our love of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So Al-Habib Ahmed bin Zayn says, وَيَلْزَمُ مِنْ ذَلِكَ الْإِيمَانُ بِالرَّسُولِ So we ended off the, the last lesson talking about how this dua uh, relates to the station of Iman and how included in this dua is the meaning of having Iman in the heart believing in Allah's existence, that He is unseen, His oneness, His singular lordship, His holiness and transcendence above any imperfection. So then also what relates to Iman and also relates to gratitude is Al-Imanu bil Rasuli sallallahu alayhi wa alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam wa tasdiquhu fi ma jaa bihi an rabbih wa ta'zimu ma amara bi ta'zimih إِذِ اللَّهُ سُبْحَانَهُ وَتَعَالَىٰ أَرْسَلَهُ وَأَنزَلَ عَلَيْهِ الْقُرْآنِ وَأَمَرَ بِذَٰلِكَ فِيهِ Then the author says, this also necessitates, this iman that uh, is strengthened, this entire uh, pillar of the religion, Islam, iman, and ihsan, is also strengthened by this dua, and it necessitates belief in the Messenger وسلم, attesting to the truth of what he conveyed from his Lord. We believe in Allah. Al-Imanu Billahi wa bi Rasulihi wa bi Rusulih wa bi Malaikatihi wa Kutubihi wa Rusulih wal Yom Al-Akhiri wal Qadari Khairihi wa Sharrih That when the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa alayhi wa sallam in Hadith Jibreel, the Hadith of Gabriel, which is a very foundational Hadith which helps us understand the major pillars of this deen and what the Fardain knowledge uh, encompasses, that when the angel Jibreel came in the form of a man and he asked the Prophet what is Iman? He said, Iman is to believe in Allah, in His angels, in His uh, scriptures, in His books, in His messengers, in the last day, and in the divine decree, the good and the evil. So believing in the messengers and the final messenger, the Prophet Muhammad attesting to the truth of what he conveyed from his Lord and having reverence for what he commanded us to revere. There is a hikmah, there is a, a wisdom that says, a deen ta'zimu deen, that religion 
is essentially at its heart and soul reverence. That when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that these are his boundaries out of reverence, we stay away from those boundaries. When Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us that Mecca al-Mukarramah, of all the cities and all the lands in the world, that Mecca al-Mukarramah, Mecca the ennobled, and Medina al-Munawwara, Medina the radiant, and Jerusalem al-Quds, that these are the holiest places on the face of the earth, that we look at those places and our behavior and witnessing of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in those places is unique out of this reverence. So reverence is really uh, core to our drawing closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the entire uh, pursuit, the entire journey of faith and drawing closer to Him. For Allah, the glorious and exalted, sent him, i.e. the Prophet Muhammad, revealed the Qur'an to him, sallallahu alayhi wasallam. And in the Qur'an, Allah commanded us to do this, to follow the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam, to revere him, to have respect for him. وَمَا آتَاكُمُ الرَّسُولُ فَخُذُوهُ وَمَا نَهَاكُمْ عَنْهُ فَانْتَهُوهُ Whatever the Messenger of Allah uh, gives you, Whatever the messenger tells you to do, then take it, take it and hold to it. And whatever he forbids you from, then cease and desist from that. So that shows that we have to follow the messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and that Allah assisted him with miracles and made his signs manifestations of his truthfulness. That when the miracles occurred at the hands of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, with Allah's assistance and aid, this was a proof of His truthfulness. Salawatullahi wa salamuhu alayhi. And that we recognize this is part of Iman, and then we also recognize that this is part of gratitude. The author then says, Wa aydan huwa sallallahu alayhi wa alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam min a'zam ni'am al muhdati ilayna. And he, sallallahu alayhi wa alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam, is of the greatest or is the greatest gift that has been given to us. He is the greatest gift that has been given to us sallallahu alayhi wa alihi wa sallam because he is the means by which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala granted us guidance. He is the means by which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala manifests his mercy. Just as a person has to have love and appreciation and reverence for their own parents. That if it was not for their two parents, and this is once again obviously Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's will, if it was not for their two parents, we would not be in the world. They are the means by which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala brought us into existence. That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala made the wombs of our mothers uh, places that need to be honored that our, we were formed and fashioned there and our soul that was in the heavenly realm is then breathed into uh, our mother's womb when we were children or when we were in our mother's womb and then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala brought us into this world. So just as uh, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us, thank me and your two parents. It shows us that we have to thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and we also show gratitude to the means that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has chosen and selected and honored as part of our gratitude and reverence of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And what greater means of guidance, what greater manifestation of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's mercy and blessings is there than the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam. So this is part of our gratitude. And this is part of the dua, Abu'u laka bi ni'matika alayhi. I uh, acknowledge your blessing upon me. And the blessing of iman, the blessing of belief, the blessing of guidance, the blessing that, oh Allah, by your grace and mercy, despite our shortcomings, despite our sins, uh, despite our undeservingness, that you opened our hearts to belief in you and you allowed us to taste the sweetness of faith. And that in addition to that, 
you made us from the greatest of communities and you granted us your most beloved Prophet وسلم, as our Prophet and Messenger and our Imam and our Guide and our Intercessor. Salawatullahi wa salamuhu as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran, the Prophet وسلم, this has many meanings, that he has more right over the believers than their own selves. That's one meaning. Another meaning is that he is closer to the believers than their own selves. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, once again, confirming and emphasizing that closeness. And his wives are their mothers, which is why the wives of the, the Prophet Sayyida Khadija Al-Kubra radiyallahu anha, Sayyida Aisha Al-Rida radiyallahu anha, Siddiqa, that uh, the, the, and the other uh, blessed wives of Allah's Messenger, they are called the mothers of the believers. They are our spiritual mothers. We love them. We honor them. We feel this deep connection of mercy and care and protection from them. And that the Prophet is like our uh, Prophet and Messenger, but also like our Father, that He cares for us. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala also says in the Quran uh, uh, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that the Prophet uh, uh, is also merciful and compassionate towards the believers. At the end of Surah At-Tawbah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala reminds us, لَقَدْ جَاءَكُمْ رَسُولٌ مِّنْ أَنفُسِكُمْ عَزِيزٌ عَلَيْهِ مَا عَنِتُّمْ A messenger has come from among yourselves, close to you. عَزِيزٌ عَلَيْهِ مَا عَنِتُّمْ it, uh, where it, uh, He bears the burden of the difficulties that you go through. حَرِيصٌ عَلَيْكُمْ He is full of concern for all of you. And with the believers, he is merciful and compassionate. Sallallahu alayhi wa alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam. So when we say, Abu'u laka bi ni'matika alayya, Oh Allah, I acknowledge your blessing upon me. Ya Allah, you made me from the ummah of your beloved Prophet. Sallallahu alayhi wa alihi wa sallam. You made me from the last of people to come and the weakest of people to come. Yet you honored me by granting me the honor of being connected to your greatest beloved sallallahu alayhi wa alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam. So that's part of gratitude. That's part of saying, I acknowledge your blessing upon me. And then the author continues and he says, وَنِعَمُ اللَّهِ لَا تُحْصَى And Allah's blessings cannot be enumerated. كَمَا قَالَ اللَّهُ سُبْحَانَهُ As Allah the Exalted says, وَإِن تَعُدُّوا نِعْمَةَ اللَّهِ لَا تُحْصُوهَا If you try to enumerate the blessings of Allah, you would not be able to count them. <inaudible> Truly Allah is oft forgiving and merciful. <inaudible> and in another verse, Allah says, <inaudible> Truly the human being is unjust and ungrateful. <inaudible> this is beautiful. Think about this. Look at these. These are the Imams who really have a deep contemplation of the Quran, where really it's as if the, the message and the wisdom of the Quran is organized in their hearts and minds, where they're able to make these connections between one meaning here and another meaning there. So it's a profound understanding. So he says that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in Surah Al Nahl. Allah says, if you try to count the blessing of Allah, you would not be able to enumerate it. You would not be able to count it. And then Allah, if you're still not able to count it and enumerate it, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, truly Allah is oft forgiving and merciful. That despite the fact that you cannot give Allah the gratitude that He is due, Allah is forgiving and merciful. And then what is the nature and what is the general inclination of most human beings? Truly the human being is unjust and ungrateful. So then the author says, Allah, uh, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala meets 
these two human qualities of being unjust and ungrateful with his two attributes, with his attributes of forgiveness and mercy. So if you are unjust and you're not actually uh, giving what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala deserves, Allah meets your uh, injustice towards him subhanahu wa ta'ala with his uh, forgiveness. And when you are ungrateful, he meets that with his mercy subhanahu wa ta'ala. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uh, meets these two qualities of uh, uh, injustice and ingratitude with his forgiveness and mercy subhanahu wa ta'ala. So uh, this is what the author says, That Allah is, uh, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is described and he talks about his qualities of, uh, of forgiveness and, and mercy and faces that with the human's qualities of uh, injustice and ingratitude. Then the author says, وَمِنْ مَعَانِي رَحْمَةِ اللَّهِ لِلْعَبْدِ And from the meanings of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's mercy to his servant is فِعْلُ الْخَيْرِ بِهِ is that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uh, treats him with goodness. وَالْغُفْرَانِ وَالْمَغْفِرَةِ And forgiveness and uh, a continuous forgiveness from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. وَيَرْجِعُ مَعَانِيهَا إِلَى مَعْنَى الرَّحْمَةِ إِذِ الْعَفْوُ هُوَ السِّتِرْ وَالْمَحُوْ And all of these, the meanings of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's mercy and willing and desiring good for them and Allah's forgiveness all comes back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's uh, mercy. So when Allah forgives a servant, in reality, he's showing that servant, him or her, he is showing them his mercy, subhanahu wa ta'ala. And then the author goes on to this deeper contemplation of gratitude. He says, subhanahu wa ta'ala, وَأَعْظَمُ النِّعَمِ نِعْمَةُ الْإِجَادِ فَنِعْمَةُ الْإِمْدَادِ so then the, the greatest of blessings, so the greatest blessing after uh, uh, the blessing of faith and being connected to the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam is ni'matul ijad, is the blessing of being brought into existence. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, what is more lowly, what is more humiliating, than non-existence, never existing to begin. And we were all in that state at what point? At, at one point. We were all in a state of non-existence and we were not even aware of our own non-existence. Can anything that is non-existent have even the smallest degree of honor? Absolutely not. Then uh, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us in the Quran, uh, was there not a time when the human being was not even a thing that was mentioned? In other words, complete non-existence. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala brought us from non-existence into existence. And that is the greatest blessing. Followed by the blessing of al-imdad, of continuous support. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala granted us the blessing of bringing us into existence. He granted us the blessing of giving us a soul, of making us beings that have a soul, this honored gift from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And Allah says about our father Adam alayhi salam, وَنَفَخْتُ فِيهِ مِنْ رُوحِي And uh, I breathed into him from my spirit or from my soul. And the ulama say that that's, uh, that's the honorific attribution of nisbah, that it's, it's not to be taken literally. We do not have uh, that in a literal sense, but that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave that soul that he created this unique honor and distinction and said that this is mine and I am going to breathe it into uh, this human being, to honor the human being, to elevate the rank of the human being, just like the Kaaba is Baytullah al-Haram, that it is Allah's 
sacred house or sanctuary. It's not to be taken literal, but this is nisbet tafdil. This is an attribution of honor and virtue. So then the author talks about of the blessings of ijad and imdad, of being brought into existence and the blessing of continuous support, is Allah ijaduhu subhanahu lana al-imana bihi wa malaikatihi wa kutubihi wa rusulihi wa al-yawm al-akhir wa bil-qadri khayrihi wa sharrih is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's bringing into existence our iman. So he brought us into existence. That's a great blessing in and of itself. And then included in that blessing, in order for that blessing to really be perfected, and the greatest of blessings is that Allah gave us iman. And he sent us the prophets and messengers to teach us and to convey these blessings to us. Belief in him, in his angels, in his books, in his messengers, and in the last day, and in divine decree, the good and evil. وَإِجَادُهُ تَعَالَى مَحَلَّ الْإِيمَانِ And Allah is bringing into existence the place or the, the, the home or the place where faith exists in our hearts. That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave us a faculty within which iman can exist. So that's also from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's blessings. بِحُكْمِ عَادَتِهِ تَعَالَى فِي خَلْقِهِ uh, so just as uh, uh, we need a place for Iman to exist, in order for Iman to exist, Allah created that and provided that for us. And this is according to His Sunnah, His custom, His way of uh, uh, creating His creation. Not meaning that this is necessary upon Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, but that this is the way that Allah created us and even creating us in that way, bringing us into existence and giving us hearts and giving us souls and filling them with iman is from ni'matul ijad, the blessing of being brought into existence. وَمِنَ imdad And from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's support, continuous support, so one of the things that we believe about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is that uh, when He created us, you know, there's some sort of philosophical belief out there, or maybe even it's affected some uh, uh, religious traditions, that God created His creation and then left them to themselves, like a watchmaker, that He makes the watch and then the watch takes care of itself, and it has its own laws and things of that nature. What we believe about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is that He continuously and every single moment supports us, that there is ni'matul imdad, that if Allah was to leave us to ourselves for just a moment, we would perish. We would totally uh, uh, perish and return into non-existence but that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala continuously supports us and sustains us and uh, allows us to continue to exist, which is known as ni'matul imdad, the blessing of continuous support and uh, uh, existence. Of those blessings are Allah, the exalted, what Allah has brought into existence, min al-imani bihi wa ma ba'dahu, is that Allah continues to allow us, continues to sustain the iman that He placed in our hearts. So Allah giving us iman is from ni'matul ijad, is from the blessing of bringing, bringing something into existence. But after it has entered our hearts, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala continues to sustain that iman in our hearts, which is why Allah teaches us in the Qur'an a dua that we should often say, رَبَّنَا لَا تُزِغْ قُلُوبَنَا بَعْدَ إِذْ هَدَيْتَنَا وَهَبْ لَنَا مِنْ لَدُنْكَ رَحْمَةً Oh Allah, do not allow our hearts to go astray after you have guided us. And grant us a mercy directly from you. إِنَّكَ أَنْتَ الْوَهَاب You are the giver of blessings. وَكَذَا يَنْبَغِي أَنْ تُعْرَفَ نِعْمَةُ الْإِجَادِ وَالْإِمْدَادِ فِي غَيْرِ مَا ذُكِرَ مِنَ النِعْمِ الَّتِي لَا تُحْصَى Also, you need to know about the blessing of being brought into existence and the blessing of imdad. Every single breath that we take is from the blessings of imdad. 
every single nutrient that when we eat our food and it breaks up in our stomachs and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uh, uh, allows every nutrient and every uh, protein and carbohydrate and fat and sugar and so on and so forth reach where it needs to reach. When we breathe in and we have the hemoglobin that takes that oxygen and transfers it through our bloodstream so that our organs and our bodies continue to survive and exist every single moment of that is from ni'matul imdad from the blessing of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's continuous support so uh, the author says you need to also know about other blessings that we have not mentioned that relate to the blessings of uh, of ex being brought into existence and continuous support and of the things that also allow us to know that Allah's blessings cannot be fully enumerated is the, the words of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and he subjugated for you what is in the heavens and what is on the earth all of that is from him from him for who? From Allah for you. So that you could exist and live in the world. Look at this one thing. This invisible, tiny virus has completely turned our world in many ways. Alhamdulillah, not entirely. There's still great lutf from Allah. But it has turned the entire system that we had in place upside down. The things that we took for granted. And that's one small thing. Imagine if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uh, removed all the water from the earth. That could happen. Imagine if more natural disasters took place. We ask Allah for well-being and protection. Imagine for you know, uh, uh, something to happen in, in the water and it no longer nourishes us the way that it nourished us for centuries and centuries and centuries. And then everything would stop. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that He subjugated what is, what is in the heavens and what is on earth. All of that is from Him. All of that is from Allah. And what are we supposed to understand and learn from that? So that you know that He is your Lord. Allahumma anta rabbi. Oh Allah, you are my Lord. You created me. La ilaha illa ant. There is no God except you. If Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala withheld all of the rainwater, what government can bring it down? What superpower can cause it to rain? If Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala caused a particular uh, extinction to take place of, a, of an animal or a type of food or a vegetable or something of that nature, who can bring it back, bring it from nothingness into existence? Who can do that? La ilaha illa ant. There is no God except you. You created me and you created everything. And this entire existence is a sign of your oneness. And this entire existence is inviting me to come to know you and to proclaim your oneness and to testify to your lordship and to serve you and submit to your will so that I can be honored and attain nearness to you. So he says one of the ayat that indicates that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's blessings cannot be enumerated is this verse. Every portion, every part of existence is from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's blessings for the servant. There are so many things we don't even know. Look at how much we've learned about the world in the last 100 years. The discoveries through you know, uh, uh, science and experimentation and so forth, and the development of certain tools that helps us see certain things that w humans might not have known of before. Although humans were, mashallah, still very intelligent, we sometimes think that, you know, beyond 100 years ago, everyone was backwards and savage. That's not really the case. There were many things that they knew that we have lost, and there are many things that we have discovered that might not have been known to them in the same way. But everything, all of these 
parts of existence, known and unknown, are from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's blessings for us. وَقَدْ أَوْجَبَ سُبْحَانَهُ عَلَى الْعَبْدِ الشُّكْرَ لَهُ عَلَى نِعْمِهِ الْمُسْبَغَةِ عَلَيْهِ ظَاهِرًا وَبَاطِنًا وَلَكِنَ الْعَبْدَ ظَلُومٌ كَفَّارٌ And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has made it an obligation upon the servant to be thankful to him for all the blessings that he has lavishly bestowed upon his servants outwardly and inwardly. But the servant is truly unjust and ungrateful. Going back to that verse, but we turn to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with this dua, Sayyidul Istighfar, asking him for his forgiveness and his mercy, subhanahu, subhanahu wa ta'ala. Then in the next, sec the, the next section, the author talks about the types of gratitude. The types of gratitude that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uh, uh, that having gratitude of Allah tabaraka wa ta'ala. And this is a really beautiful section. So he says, of the types of gratitude is is that the servant comes to know that every blessing that he or she has is from Allah alone. It does not come to you by any other way. And we have gratitude for the means by which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala brings us blessings. If someone is good to us, someone is kind to us, our two parents, our uh, uh, people who have helped us and supported us in life, whether that's you know mentors or teachers or other good people who've supported, we're thankful to them. But we recognize ultimately, Alhamdulillah, Ya Allah, you subjugated their hearts. You softened their hearts so that they would be the means by which I would receive assistance from you and blessings from you. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has no partner in giving those blessings. What does that mean? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does not consult anyone when giving blessings. When Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uh, uh, honors someone, there is no one who can prevent someone that you will and you decide to give to. And there is no one who can give someone something if you withhold from them, if you prevent that from coming to them. So that is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's power. And this is one of the fruits of Iman that we mentioned previously, Allah's oneness and His attributes subhanahu wa ta'ala. Also from among the types of gratitude as al-i'tirafu min al-abdi bin ni'mati lillahi wahda is that you acknowledge so you know that Allah is the only one who can give you blessings. Then you also acknowledge that blessing, that it is from Allah alone. And this is saying, Alhamdulillah, all praise and thanks belong to Allah. Alhamdulillah, Alhamdulillah, Alhamdulillah. That you thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in every state. Alhamdulillah, all praise belongs to Him. Alhamdulillah, ala kulli hal. Alhamdulillah, for every state, that comes our way. Alhamdulillah. And that you praise Allah for His kindness and His blessings upon you. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has bestowed so many blessings upon us. Alhamdulillah for safety. Alhamdulillah for all of these means that have been subjugated for us so that we can teach and we can worship Him and we can engage in fulfilling His commandments upon us, that we have means despite the fact that we cannot gather together, we still have the means to communicate and to convey this message and this amana, this trust upon our shoulders and so forth. So gratitude from the servant has an outward and has an inward. So knowing that blessings are from Allah, and that the means by which the blessing comes to you is from Allah, and that the giver of the blessing ultimately is Allah, that is the inward reality of gratitude. And praising the giver of the blessings, and acknowledging that uh, he is the giver of the blessings, saying, Alhamdulillah, 
and manifesting and showing the blessings that Allah has given you, that's from the outward manifestation of gratitude. So for example, if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has blessed someone with a certain amount of wealth, it is only befitting that the person lives at a standard without being excessive and without always seeking more and so forth, but that a person who Allah has blessed with wealth does not wear you know, very raggedy clothing right, and is very miserly, but rather they manifest that blessing. Allah loves to see the effect of His blessing manifested on His servant. That's what that means with limits and with adab. Naam. And then the Imam here, Al-Habib Ahmad bin Zayn Al-Habashi, he informs us about the greatest form of gratitude, the greatest thankfulness to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. وَهُوَ أَعْنِي الشُّكْرَ الْأَكْبَرِ This is the greatest uh, form of gratitude. صَرْفُ الْعَبْدِ جَمِيعَ مَا أَنْعَمَ اللَّهُ بِهِ عَلَيْهِ فِيمَا يُحِبُّهُ اللَّهُ مِنْهُ وَخُلِقَ لِأَجْلِهِ Is that the servant expends all of Allah's blessings that he has given him in what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala loves from him and for the purpose for which he has been created or she has been created. That is the highest and greatest form of gratitude that the servant uses all of the blessings, the blessing of eyesight. The servant uses that to reflect upon the creation of Allah and the marvels of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Subhanallah. If you see, for example, the northern lights, I haven't seen the northern lights in person yet, but I've seen pictures and I hear that it's an amazing experience. Someone sees the northern lights. Subhanallah. Someone sees the stars and the constellations and the order that gives us guidance and shows us directions and so forth. Subhanallah. Someone sees a butterfly. Someone sees how Allah has fashioned the bee and it goes from flower to flower pollinating. And this amazing order, they use their eyes for contemplation and reflection. They use their eyes to recite the Quran and read from the Mus'haf. They use their tongue to engage in dhikr. They use their tongue to call people to goodness and to say things that are beautiful and uplifting and beneficial and they don't use it in backbiting and so forth. They use their ears to listen to counsel and benefit and to listen to uh, that which gives life to the heart. They use their bodies and their hands and their wealth in supporting others and in the obedience of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and so on and so forth. That is a shukr al-akbar, the greatest form of gratitude, using everything, recognizing all the blessings from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and saying, Oh Allah, Allahumma anta rabbi. Oh Allah, you are my Lord. So I am going to devote everything that you have given to me for you. And recognizing and realizing that that is of the greatest benefit for the servant. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is not increased by that but the servant is elevated and honored through that. And then he says something very scary here. وَكُلُّ مَنْ عَصَى اللَّهَ مَعْصِيَّةً وَاحِدَةً أَعُوذُ بِاللَّهُ وَنَسْتَغْفِرُ اللَّهُ وَنَتُوبُ إِلَيْهِ And whoever disobeys Allah with one sin, one sin, فَقَدْ كَفَرَ نِعْمَةَ اللَّهِ عَلَيْهِ فِي جَمِيعِ أَجْزَاءِ الْعَالَمِ That person has denied and rejected all of Allah's blessings upon him in every aspect of existence. All the different things in the world, all the portions of existence in the cosmos that are seen or unseen are blessings, as the author just said. And whoever disobeys Allah, even with one sin, has denied blessings in every aspect of uh, existence and creation that have been given to him. Min al-arshi ila al-farsh from the lofty throne to the face of the earth and everything in between. And the opposite is true for the one who obeys him and is thankful to him. Everything in existence is a form of blessing and gratitude when the servant uses it to worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Then we'll cover inshallah this last section and take questions.
ومن هنا يعرف عظام موقع التوبة من الذنب والرجوع إلى الله رب العالمين. Said if that's the greatest form of gratitude, and even one sin denies all of those blessings, then from this vantage point and this understanding, you know the exaltedness of repentance. You come to know that this is Allah's greatest door and that you are leaving this uh, very, uh, uh, very immense form of denial and rejection of Allah's blessings to enter into the path of recognizing from the throne to the face of the earth and everything in between the blessings that Allah b bestows upon you, dedicating yourself to that and turning that all into a means of gratitude and drawing closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So from here you know the, the, the uh, importance and the magnitude of repentance and turning back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. وَيُعْرَفَ أَنَّ لَيْسَ مَعَ الْعَبْدِ إِلَّا فَضْلُ رَبِّهِ وَالتَّعَلُّقْ بِاسْمِهِ الرَّحْمَنِ الرَّحِيمِ And that the servant has nothing other than holding on to Allah's grace and blessings and holding on to His names, الرحمن الرحيم The All-Merciful, the Most Merciful, subhanahu wa ta'ala. وَأَنَّ وَصْفَ الْعَبْدِ مِنْ ذَاتِهِ وَضْعُ شَيْءٍ مِنْ غَيْرِ مَحَلِّهِ And that if the servant if the, the slave, the human being, attributes anything to their own selves, him or herself, then they have given an attribution and placed that attribution in the wrong place. In other words, any good, any success, if someone attributes it to their own selves, then they've placed that in the wrong place. And they have not established Allah's right upon them. And this is one of the meanings of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's words in the Quran. The human being is truly unjust and ungrateful. Right? And by knowing that, then the person, the human being, comes to know that Allah is forgiving and merciful. This is all included within. I acknowledge your blessing upon me and I acknowledge my sin. And this is also included in the part of the dua that says, I seek refuge in you and your protection from the evil of what I have done. Recognizing the lowliness and that what we have to offer Allah is flawed. And that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the most forgiving and most merciful. So whoever becomes realized in these types of knowledge that we've all mentioned and engages in the acts of worship after rectifying the state and turning back in tawbah, then this person has realized servitude and complete devotion and worship of the most exalted and the most high subhanahu wa ta'ala wa kamula lahu maqamu islamihi wa imanihi wa wasala ila maqami ihsanihi when a person realizes all of these things that we have just talked about and has rectified their states and has understood these types of knowledge of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and has engaged in his worship and obedience, then they have completed the station of Islam and Iman and now have entered into the maqam of Ihsan. And now have entered into the maqam of Ihsan. And by realizing gratitude, the author says, included within the realization of gratitude is knowing Allah's divinity and lordship, knowing Allah's oneness and transcendence, knowing the stations of worship and servitude and complete devotion to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And that's a whole conversation in and of itself, but this also indicates the depth and profundity of this book. Part of gratitude is establishing all of Allah's commandments and leaving aside and avoiding all that he has forbidden. That's part of gratitude. And also it includes that you acknowledge Allah's blessings upon you uh, and that all blessings come from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala.
And then he says, and we'll end with this, inshallah ta'ala, this section is a little bit longer. When you know all of this, and you're realized in gratitude from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then you are so immersed in witnessing the giver of that blessing that you actually become unaware and you do not focus on your own actions. You do not say, I prayed, I fasted, I did this, I did that. That's called ujub. That's called becoming a self-admiration and focusing still on yourself. But rather, even in your salah, even in your fasting, even in your dhikr, you witness the blessing of the one who gave you tawfiq to do that and the sweetness of witnessing him overcomes and overtakes and completely removes any attribution of success to yourself. Which is why even in that you say, oh Allah, I haven't given you what you truly deserve. When we say, assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah, assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah in the salah, the first thing we say is what? Astaghfirullah, astaghfirullah, astaghfirullah. Why are we seeking Allah's forgiveness after performing one of the greatest obligations and acts of righteousness? Because inevitably there was a shortcoming in that salah and we're asking Allah forgiveness. Oh Allah, even though I just prayed, I haven't given you your full right and I will never be able to give you your full right. So I seek your forgiveness and mercy and anything that you give me of reward or blessings is from you, not from me. And that the person becomes completely immersed in witnessing the giver of the blessings, the one, the unique, subhanahu wa ta'ala. وَذَٰلِكَ حَقِيقَةُ الْإِحْسَانِ بَعْدَ الْإِيمَانِ وَالْإِسْلَامِ And this is the realization of Ihsan, the station of Ihsan, after completing Iman and Islam. And then the scholars say, whoever attains the realization of Islam, cannot leave performing the actions that Allah has commanded. And whoever above that realizes the reality of Iman, they cannot see that they have uh, actions. Even though they perform those actions, they do not witness their own deeds before Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And then also who reaches the realization of uh, Ihsan, لَمْ يَقْدِرْ أَنْ يَرَى سِوَى اللَّهِ تَعَالَى That person cannot see or witness anything other than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And this is what is meant by not being distracted or being completely unaware of your actions. And this is known as حَالُ الْفَنَاءِ فِي اللَّهِ تَعَالَى And this is the station or this is the state of being completely annihilated in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is that you only see him and you only see his blessings subhanahu wa ta'ala and inshallah uh, we'll end there and then in the next lesson we'll do a, a brief recap of that bi-idhnillahi ta'ala and then move on to the next section of the book wa sallallahu ta'ala ala sayyidina muhammad wa ala alihi wa ashabihi ajma'in walhamdulillahi rabbil alameen